Alright everybody, welcome back to the Dragon's Library. Uh, today we are reviewing The Green Knight, uh, the adaptation of Sir Gawain and the Green Knight that has recently come out in theaters. So yeah, let's get into it. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Sir Gawain, The Green Knight is based on the, uh, I guess it would be a poem of Sir Gawain the Green Knight, which is the story of one of King Arthur's knights and the, you know, his encounter with a fae-like entity. Uh, think of the fae as nature spirits, sort of pseudo-elves, doused in magic. Uh, that's close enough. Close enough. Anyway, um, in the original telling, Sir Gawain was kind of like the most average of Arthur's knights, so when this fae entity says, hey, walks in on their uh, Christmas, I mean, uh, and says, hey, here's a really pretty axe. Any of you want I'm going to give it to you guys, but the rule is you have to hit me with it. And anywhere you hit me with it, I get to hit you with it one year from now. So, you know, Arthur's old and not exactly ready for this kind of shit. So, uh, Gawain is like, no, king. No, my king. I cannot allow you to risk yourself. I am much more expendable. <laughs> Which, you know, fair. He is the most boring of all the Arthur's knights, except for this, like, one adventure. It's literally all he has. Well, that and, like, ruining everything when Lancelot goes rogue. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, I'm getting distracted. Um, so Gawain chops his head off, the Green Knight's head off, um, and, yeah, he's a fae, so he kind of just picks up his head and says, I'll see you next year. Uh, a year from then, Gawain is tasked to go to the Green Chapel and meet up with the knight to get his head chopped off. <laughs> yeah, this is what I meant. This is his story. This is the story of Gawain and the Green Knight. It's literally a story of him going to get his head cut off. Uh, so he goes to this uh, castle to wait for a few days with a local king who offers to let him stay there. And he goes through some trials and the queen eventually gives him this green um, scarf or banner or whatever, a belt. That's supposed to make him immune to moral damage because they've heard about his, you know, quest. Um, however, due to the agreement he made with the king, he's supposed to give anything, the king gives him any food he catches during the day, and Gwen's supposed to give him anything he gets during the day at the castle. Uh, sort of a fairy tale, hey, testing you kind of thing. Gwen doesn't give the, the belt, <coughs> and near the end, the green knight ends up actually only nicking him slightly on the neck, and revealing it was all an elaborate test of his character. He failed, but he did try, so he's not, you know, complete failure. He gets the, keep the belt as kind of like a banner saying, I'm adequate. <laughs> and, you know, he's not the, he's not the best knight, but he's trying, and that's all that really matters. And that's how Gawain the Green Knight is. Uh, the Green Knight is very loosely adapted from this. Like, it, it holds the same basic setup. So, it, you know, starts out with the knight coming in. Um, you know, chop his head off, and what they do is they mostly extend the journey to get to the Green Knight into, like, a full-length movie. So instead of just, like, you know, him going on a brief journey and stopping at the castle, it's, you know, he gets robbed, and then goes to this house, taunted, and then he goes to the castle, and then he finally faces the Green Knight, and that's about it. It's a really simple movie, I'm not really spoiling much. There is a spoiler, but that'll be at the end, like usual. Um... To be honest, I'm just kind of disappointed in this movie. And not in the regular sense, because uh, if you follow me on my Twitter account, at Dragon Library uh, 2, at Dragon underscore Library 2, um, you will know that I was worried they were going to take this story way too seriously, because if you haven't noticed, it's kind of a very silly, you know, children fable kind of story. Um, but no, 
they do take it seriously, but it was working for the first two-thirds, in my opinion. Like, the first two-thirds is this really melancholy journey through the woods. He gets robbed. He faces these threats that all seem to be very obviously seem to be stiff metaphors for the Green Knight's magic, you know, testing him. The axe is constantly reappearing, even if it gets taken. The entities all seem to have a connection with getting their heads chopped off or him not being worthy. Everybody's telling him to go back. Nobody will know. You can just do it. Nobody will, nobody needs to know you were a coward. That kind of thing. Um, and it's all very, you know, somber and melancholy with these very arty camera angles that twist and turn. Some very interesting shots, actually. Uh, there's this one shot where he's, like, sitting in the forest and tied up after the, he gets robbed and the camera begins to, like, turn 360 degrees, and by the time it gets back to him, he's turned into a skeleton, and then pans back slowly, and the, you know, the seasons go back, back to where it was, back from the winter to, you know, back from the spring to the winter, and it's just this really, like, nobody would know if you died here, and he has, like, this burst of energy of realizing that to, uh, clamber over to his sword and cut himself free. Uh, and you really get this crushing sense of the entire world just wants him to head back home in failure. Uh, either, you know, personal failure because he won't tell anyone, or to actually tell everyone he couldn't cut it. Um, because, you know, he hadn't earned... In this in this version, he hasn't actually earned his place amongst the Knights of the Round, and so he's just a prospective knight. Uh, he is Morgan Fay's daughter. I mean, son, sorry. Not his daughter, his son. Her son. Um... And in this point, Arthur still trusts her. I'm not really sure what the history or Arthurian connection is. She's the one who summons the Green Knight, and Gwen gets caught all in it. So, yeah. Uh, not really much else to say, aside from the big thing near the end. I don't really know many of the actors in this, but they're all really good. The Green Knight in particular is always really threatening whenever he's on screen. That scene where he's just, like, holding his head as he rides off into the night uh, that Christmas is just, like... That was actually really chilling. I kind of liked it. Uh, the effects are really good. Uh, aside from the giants, that was kind of meh. And it just seemed kind of pointless. Like, why did you even need this? But for the most part, yeah, really inventive camera shots, really, you know, solid mood. The acting is generally just pretty good. Um, I actually thought I was going to like it. And then it ended. And I was like, no, 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 no. That's not how this goes. Stop. What? What are you doing? This makes no sense. So the ending is completely nonsensical. And, yeah, it kind of ruined something I was into. I actually went to go see it with my dad, by the way, who didn't actually know the whole Sir Wayne and the Green Knight legend, so he didn't have the attachment to me, because I kind of wanted an outside perspective. And he didn't understand what was going on. You need it. You kind of need an understanding of the myth to, um, the original story to understand, uh, the, met a lot of the symbolism in the actual story. But at the same time, the ending is so disconcerting that it kind of feels like an insult to anyone who liked the myth. So the story, the whole movie just ends up kind of ruining it no matter if you're going in blind or if you actually knew the myth itself. <laughs> so yeah, I wouldn't really recommend this movie for anyone. It does have some really nice symbolism and shots. Watch the clips on YouTube. They'll definitely be up there once this thing goes on streaming. Um, but don't waste your money going to see it in theaters. It's not worth it. All right. So that's everything. Pre-spoiler. We're going to spoilers now. Anybody who does, you know, for some reason wants to go see this blind, it is an interesting experience blind. I'll give it that. Like, there aren't many movies like this. Uh, 
I'm, that's not exactly a compliment, but it's unique. So if you want to go see something really unique blind, tune out now. Alright, so the ending of the movie is, you know, Gwen is like standing under the green knight, he's about to get his head drum off. The first time he flinches, the second time he flinches harder, uh, when the legend he just, you know, the green knight was just testing to make sure everything got flinch him. Which I'm fine with Gwen, so I'm more of a coward in this one. Uh, and then he kind of steals himself for the last time. And before the axe gets brought down, he runs away. <laughs> and then there's this, like, drawn-out sequence of, like, flashbacks of him, like, riding through all of his journey all the way back. Um, he sees, like, visions of the people he met, all staring at him with disappointment or whatever. And he gets back, and he lives a life as the new, art, you know, knight of King Arthur. Uh, it's very unclear. It's just a sequence of flashbacks with music. Uh, he betrays the woman he was in love with. You know, takes their child away and just gives her some money. He's uh, appointed as Arthur's successor after he dies. He kind of is a horrible king from what we saw, waging war. His son dies in the war. Uh, his pe- people don't like him, judging by the fact that they were throwing food at him. He sees, you know, the once love of his life now just kind of distant and lonely, staring at him with kind of with a deep hatred and loathing. Uh, the new wife he married, which is a princess is abandons him as the castle is stormed with their other son. Um, and Gawain ends up, you know, as before the doors come down, he reaches into his clothes and pulls out the green belt he was given the castle. And as he does so, you hear this flesh-tearing sound. And as the belt comes all the way off, his head plops down to the floor. You know, he was dead all along. Uh, and you hear the castle door gets breached. And then, because... For reasons, it flashes back to the knight about to swing it the third time. Gawain says, oh, wait, stop. Takes off the belt, says, I'm ready. And then the green knight's like, yes, now off with your head, knight. And then he and then he raises his axe up, and then it cuts to the title card. And I'm like, wait, wait, what? This isn't going to be him testing it? I guess Gawain just dies in this version? Like, what was the lesson here? I don't understand. What was the point of all of this? There was no point. None. There was no reason to do all that. That entire flashback forward was, like, completely pointless. The only connection I can see with it is that there are a few points where the perspective is tilted, like that scene where I described in the forest where, you know, time seems to pan forward until Gwen's a skeleton. There are a few other moments sort of like that, but there's nothing as long and as extreme as that one scene with Gwen, um... In, in the, in, you know, reliving this entire future in his mind. Like, there's nothing else really like that. Like, you could have cut that to, like, maybe a fifth of its size, or a tenth of its size, and then maybe just finish the story with the normal thing of, hey, I was actually testing you this whole time, and this time you passed because Gawain actually overcame himself, because he actually had to overcome a lot more challenges, including, you know, being robbed, the haunted cabin, the massive trek, uh, the fox that hounded him, that eventually was real to maybe have been controlled by his mother, telling him to go back near the end because nobody would know because he's been by- passing the people and they can all vouch for him. Um, the weird stuff in the castle, which is a little weird and very different from the myth, but not in a way that seems to make sense, mostly in a way that just seems to make confusing for no reason other than, ooh, look at us, we're different. And I just, it feels like they wanted to make an adaptation of the myth, and they got like halfway through making it, you know, extending the myth a little bit further so it'll fit in a movie featuring presentation. And they were like, well, we don't want to just remake the myth. 
we have to do something unique. So how about we completely butcher the ending and, you know, just screw with the parts that will be standard after a certain point. And, you know, say we're being different. And that way, you know, if people don't like you, we can just say you didn't get it. Like, I really feel like that was the case here. It just... The, the changes they made, with the exception of, like, I like the thieves. You know, an additional... <laughs> you know, first challenge saying goes back. I like the stuff with the lady being her head cut off. Because uh, the leaves kind of big with the Green Knight cut it off. Or maybe it was Gawain himself. Or maybe it was just some random guy. And this is just, you know, foreshadowing of him. Um, I even liked the stuff of the fox and the long trek and the arduous stuff. It had the kind of ring of the Lord of the Rings through Mordor, you know, this absolute misery that the protagonist had to slog through to get to this point. This, de their determination to see this through all the way to the end. Like, I liked that. That was all good stuff. All stuff that added to Gawain. But aside from that, after you get to the castle, everything they added just seemed like no point. Actually, it wasn't even that. Everything past the giant point. Like, once the giants appear, it feels like everything they added in at that point was literally just to be different and didn't add to the overall themes in a way that made it a better movie. It's disappointing because it feels like if you slide the original story adapted like the rest of the story was, it actually would have been a really good, thoughtful movie with an actual point to it. Instead, it's just a bunch of weird symbolism that doesn't really seem to have a point in the end. Um... I'm just really frustrated with it. Like, I went into this thinking it was going to be horrible, and then I spent, like, you know, an hour and a half thinking, oh my god, will this actually be good? Will this actually be good? And then it just, like, decided to take a massive steaming dump on those hopes right near the end um, and say, look, isn't this better than what you thought you were going to get? And I'm like, no. No, I actually would prefer to just be, like, an overly serious version of this that didn't do it well. That would have at least been maybe funny uh, and not as, like, drag the audience through this really miserable experience for, like, you know, an actual reward, an actual climax where you finish the story. Ugh. I don't know. I just... I think whoever was making this missed the entire point. So, yeah. That's my, that's my take on this. Maybe maybe I just didn't get it. Maybe I'm not smart enough to get it. But, quite frankly, I don't think whoever made it is smart enough to get it. So, you know. Ugh. Anyway. We are going to be doing something a bit more cheerful next time, hopefully. So look, I just need a palate cleanser after this, so I'm going to do something really weird. I'm going to review that Masters of the Universe show from Netflix. Let's do it. It's a new show, it'll give me some ratings, and quite frankly, I could go from some just ridiculously dumb stuff right about now. I liked the She-Ra reboot. Yes, it's a good reboot. Watch it, if you get a chance. Uh, it actually has some good writing. And you know what? Let's give it a shot. It's got to be better than Gwen and the Green Knight, because this thing is just not worth your time. So, yeah, we're going to be doing that on Friday. And on next Tuesday, we get to have some real fun because we're going to see Suicide Squad because that actually looks good. It looks exciting. It looks like they're taking something that was bad and making it better, not taking something that was actually kind of okay and fun and making it worse. Gawain and the Green Knight. Or, I'm sorry, the Green Knight because you're being pretentious. Ugh. Yeah, okay, sorry. I I'm just really annoyed with this movie, so I'm going to go ahead and stop that right now. We're going to go ahead and just see where Masters of the Universe takes us next time. Hopefully that'll be better. Uh, if you guys want to follow us, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at dragons un uh, dragon underscore library 2. Um, you can also help support the show by going and checking us out on Buy Me a Coffee. Uh, links are all in the uh, show notes. So, you know, check us out. Help us out on the show. You can just donate a little quick dollar. So, yeah. Hope you guys had a great time, because I didn't. 
<laughs> just, just joking. It's always a pleasure, uh, even with something bad like this. It's always fun to make fun of it. Makes me feel better about the time I spent on it. Yeah, really does. So yeah, see you guys next time. Hopefully for something better. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode, and thank you for listening to The Dragon's Library. Please, subscribe to this podcast to be notified of new episodes. The Dragon's Library releases new episodes Tuesday and Friday each week, and you can follow us on Twitter at dragon underscore library 2. If you want to suggest an episode topic, my email is in the description below. As always, thank you so much for all your support. Thank you.